Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tavar Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. This Bike Life podcast is brought to you by bikeflights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Whether you're shipping for a trip or after a sale, whatever your shipping needs, Bike Flights makes it easy. Take advantage of Bike Flights convenient residential pickups and they'll come and get your shipment directly from your home or wherever you're staying. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers for more information. Now on to the show. Welcome back to Bike Life. I have Adam with me today who is traveling at 18 years old for two years before he sets off to college. He is experiencing new places around the world, seeing and experiencing as much as he can. And he's here to tell us all about his journey and his adventure. Thank you for joining us, Adam. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to hear how this all started. I mean, you're only 18, so what made you decide to embark on this journey? Yeah, so my family has a big background in cycle touring. I think we've been a part of Warm Showers for 15 years now. I love it. Yeah, and so my first tour that I ever went on, my dad pulled me as a baby in a burly trailer across Mexico. And ever since then, we've been doing uh, bike tours, big and small. I think the biggest one we did was as a family a few years ago, we rode from coast to coast, from Seattle to Boston across the U.S. And so that inspired me. Yeah, I figured it would be a great way to explore the world and meet new people before I went off to college. What a a wonderful experience that your parents have given you from a young age. And were you also hosting other cyclists? Yeah, we were. So you've been exposed to all kinds of the world just through cycling. Yeah. And we've met great people through warm showers. We even had, we were touring in Europe and we had some people come stay with us in our house while we toured Europe. Or wait, no, no, hold on. (laughs) The story goes, uh, we were touring in Mississippi and then a few months later, we went to tour Europe for a month and they came and stayed up at our house for a month while we were away in Europe. Yes, I got you. I'm following. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you were originally, so are you from Mississippi? No, I'm from Minnesota. Okay. So you're from Minnesota and you've yeah. been in lots of places with your parents. And so you decided to go on this two year <laughs> adventure before you go to college. <laughs> yeah. How did your parents feel about that? My parents were very happy about it. Everybody thinks that they would be nervous or something, but they know that I'm experienced in bike touring, and so they didn't really have any worries about it when I left. And you're five months into your journey, and you are currently in Thailand, so we are very thankful for technology because technology is allowing you and I to connect through (laughs) through the internet, through these amazing experiences, and you are literally very far away. We laugh at the time zones between us, but uh, five months, and you have 19 months left. Yeah. So tell us where those five months have taken you so far. 
All right. So I started on August 4th. I flew from Minnesota to Amsterdam with one other friend. And then we rode through the Netherlands, then Germany, Belgium, France, Italy, Slovenia, and Croatia. And then we split up in the town of Split, Croatia. <laughs> that I was that. Wait, wait, wait. Was that <laughs> planned to split up and split? It was, it was not planned. Okay. No, <laughs> we realized it when we got to split that we were splitting up and split. Mm, funny. And uh, yeah. And so uh, I flew to Bangkok and he flew home because mm. he ran out of money. Mm. But at that point in the travels, it wasn't just me and him splitting up and split. It was me and four other people who I ended up traveling with all splitting up and split. And we all went our separate ways. And was that a planned separation of the group or was that a result of spending however long together and it not working out that everybody was working at the same pace? Yeah. Um, what happened was, so there's the immigration rule is that U.S. citizens can stay in 90 days in the Schengen area out of every 180 days. And we realized that once we were 85 days in the Schengen area. And the Schengen area is a region of Europe. Um, it, it covers most of Europe, but not all of Europe. And the Balkans is not part of it. So we all went to the Balkans. Uh, we went to Croatia. And then we all had to figure out our different ideas of where our travels would take us into the future. Hmm. And so I chose Thailand. Uh, there was one other guy from the Netherlands who just rode home. There was one guy from California who ended up flying home for Christmas and our fourth friend, uh, who's also from Minnesota, he's still in Greece now, but I think he's flying home in a few days. And so tell me a little bit about how you planned these two years. Did you, did you take it as I'm going to go here and start and then see where it takes me? Or did you have sort of a rough outline of what you were going to do? I did have a rough outline, but, um, that is completely out the window now. Mm. Originally, it was to ride from Amsterdam to Japan um, and to go through Africa a little bit on the way too because uh, I wanted to see Morocco. But now I, I flew from Zagreb to Thailand, which kind of cut out a large chunk of that route. So now it's less of riding across Europe and Asia and more of seeing the world and just going where I want to explore. And why did that change occur? What happened or what, what took place in your journey that led you to want to see the world more than like get to a destination? Um, I think it wasn't really like a big mental change. It was more about uh, in the moment kind of thing. Because at that point in time when I decided I wanted to fly to Thailand, I was just, I, I was just realizing that I would have to be doing uh, solo touring very soon because we had about a two week window between when we uh, thought we would be doing this and when we ended up splitting up. So I ended up flying to Thailand for a couple of reasons. One, because I, um, yeah, because I realized I would be having to go solo. And so I was taking recommendations from other people on places to go, like my parents and my grandparents. Mm. And also because it got too cold in Europe to keep riding. Mm. And so you adjusted your plan and do you have a plan for the next 19 months or are you taking it <laughs> week by week? Yeah, 
with uh yeah with covid rules i don't think i can really make a plan mm. right now i have a plan for the next couple months which uh if covid rules stay the same i won't be able to do i so i have my visa here in thailand until the 30th of january and then i'll go to cambodia which is open right now and then i would like to go to vietnam and laos after cambodia but vietnam and laos are both closed mm. but southeast asia is slowly opening up because, so I'm hoping that um, in a few months' time I'll be able to go to Vietnam and Laos. Yeah, that you know we will keep our fingers crossed for you that everybody continues to remain healthy and our world yeah. continues to open up. Um, so tell me, have you experienced any challenges along your journey so far? Um, yeah, I guess in Europe I didn't really have too many challenges because it's still so similar to the U S but, um, going through Thailand, I was, it was a little bit of a culture shock when I first landed in Bangkok because it was really my first time traveling solo. I had done a few weeks in Croatia, but that was still comfortable to me because I had already been there for a month. And so coming to Bangkok where there's this whole new culture and it was that really big city and I had to put my bike all together after the airplane and everything. And, yeah, it was a big culture change. Nothing I've ever seen. But then after a few days, I really got used to it. And now I love Thailand. Yeah. So you're spending a fair bit of time in Thailand. Yeah, I've been here almost two months now. Mm. And are you connecting with local communities along the way? Yeah, I think the great thing about bike, bike touring um, is a lot of people who do these gap years or not even gap years, just traveling, like to do backpacking. So what they're doing is they're taking buses or trains between tourist city to tourist city to tourist city. But when you're on a bike, you're still going from these tourist cities to tourist cities, but you're riding there. So you get to see all the like little Thai villages along the way or wherever you are. And you get to really connect with the community as opposed to just going to these places where it's made for the European or American tourists to go to. Yeah. You're really truly immersing yourself in the culture and in the community because you have access to smaller places other than the metropolitan hubs. Yeah. Yeah. The other day I was staying with a warm showers host, um, in a medium sized city in Thailand and I got there, I showed up and he owns this hostel. So I put my stuff in his hostel and then he invited me to go do a sauna in the local temple with the monks. That was really cool. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Are you documenting this journey? Yeah, I am. I have Instagram and a TikTok account that I take little videos and photos for. And I also have one of the people I was traveling with through Europe made a documentary about his travels through Europe. And I was with him for... I think two months. So there's going to be a lot of me on the documentary as well. We'll make sure that you share that documentary with us when it comes out and we will, you know, happily share it on our social and we will put the link to your Instagram and TikTok handles in the show notes so people can follow along your journey. Great. So tell me how you feel about the importance of taking time between high school and college. Like why, why a gap year? Like why now? Yeah. Uh, so everybody asks me when I meet new people, like what I studied or what I want to do. And so when I was in high school, I was 17 cause I was young for my, for my grade. And I did not want to be thinking about 
like my future life choices and my college career and everything, because I think that's too big of a decision for someone so young to be making. And already in these five months, I feel like I've matured so much. Uh, I feel like I'm a different person than who I was when I left. And I think that it's important to go out and have these real life experiences so you can learn about what you might want to do in your life. And my, one of my goals for this trip is to meet new people and see new places so that I can listen to their stories and be potentially inspired by their life as something I might want to do or consider to do with my college career and possibly a career in the future. And also to see new places as places that I could potentially live or go to school in after I finish this trip. What remarkable insight for a young man. Thank you. <laughs> Not to mention the impact that global experiences have on us. You know, we know that when we allow ourselves to experience other parts of the world, our perspective on our own culture and where we fit within the world becomes so different. It's, uh, it, le it becomes less about ourselves and more about the bigger perspective. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I, I, after these five months of travel and seeing all these new places, I think I've kind of decided that after I finish this, when I go to school, I don't want to go to school in the U.S. And it's I, not that there's anything wrong with the U.S. I love the U.S. and I've had some amazing travels there. But one of the big things is just the expense of schools in the U.S. It can get up way too, it's way too high, in my opinion. And to go to school in a place like Europe where it's still very uh, similar to the U.S., there's just that new culture and a much, much cheaper school and uh, just as good of an education too. Do you have a school in mind? I do not yet. Okay. I think I'm, I'm going to start looking pretty soon because I still have so much time left on this trip, but at the same time, the time is going to fly. And so if I don't start that research soon, I might not start it at all. Right. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment, and you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flights shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So at what, at what age did you decide to do this? Like, was it your last year in high school and you're like, I'm not going, no, I can imagine. I already know the answer. I can imagine you, you've probably been thinking about this for a long time. I have. Yeah. yeah. I remember that same trip I was talking about earlier when we were in Mississippi as a family cycle touring, uh, we used to ride tandems. So the double bikes and I would be with my mom and my sister would be with my dad. I said, mom, when I get home, can I do a bike trip by myself with my friends? And I think I was nine at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was winter also. So I could not do it then. But then when I was 10 years old, I started doing bike trips with just me and my friends every year. And at that point, I realized that 
I would want to do this like a long, long-term thing, but without my parents. Yeah. And so I was in school. I couldn't do a long-term thing without my parents. So I decided after high school, I'll do a long bike trip. I don't know how long, but I'll save up money and I'll do it. Mm. Well said. Well said, Adam. So tell me a little bit about your experiences so far. What have been your favorites? I think hands, hands down, my best experience was Christmas. It was my first Christmas away from home, and I spent it with 13 people. We rented a villa on Koh Tao, uh, which is an island in Thailand. And there, was, there were five Danish people, one Swedish person, four English people, and two Americans. And in Scandinavia, they celebrate Christmas on the 24th. So we did um, Scandinavian Christmas with the Danes and the Swedes on the 24th. And the Swedish guy was a chef too. So it was delicious. And then we had American breakfast on the 25th and English Christmas dinner on the 25th. And it was just a great experience because it was all of our first times away from home. So, uh, and we were all traveling solo and we all met each other. So we made this little family when we all expected to be spending Christmas by ourselves. Wow. That is the power of community right there. Yeah, it is. And and how did you meet them along the journey? Like, how did you, how did that take place? I met the two English guys are the people who met everybody. And I met them and the other American guy at a hostel in Krabi, which is a, a coastal town in Southern Thailand. And then I met the, the, I met one Danish girl on the island of Koh Phi, which is another island in southern Thailand. And then me and her went back across the peninsula of southern Thailand to Koh Tao, which is on the eastern side. And we met up with the English guys and the New Yorker guy that I met. And then we just met everybody else at the villa who had also met them. And so not, I knew four of them, I think. And then I just really got to know the rest of them as I was there. I love it. What a wonderful holiday. And so how long did you stay in that place that you guys were together? Just for three days. Three days. But we were, we were all hopping around these three. There are these three islands right there, Koh Tao, Koh Samui, and Koh Panyan. And so we were all hopping around these islands. So we were all seeing each other every couple of days. Ah, it was really cool. Spectacular. So Yeah, it was fun. So Adam, I want to hear from your perspective, if there are any, any other people out there that are around your age that are contemplating this, that might have fear or concern about doing a solo journey, um, what advice do you have for them to get started? Yeah, um, my advice, so I started with one other friend, I left home with him. And I think that I've had a great time with him and also a great time solo. But I would say if you want to do a trip like this, you should go solo because sometimes you have like a week or so where you're riding through rural areas and you don't really see any people. But then you once when you're solo, people feel more comfortable about approaching you and you become more outgoing. So you just meet so many new friends. And as I've been separated from my friend who's at home now and I've been solo, I've met so many more people than I have when I, while I was traveling with him in Europe. And I've now I have so many connections with people I could go visit. If I go back to Europe, I could just make a trip for people I could 
visit back in Europe, all the friends I've made along the way. And why do you think that is? Why do you think that it's you make more friends when you're traveling solo than if you have a partner with you? I mean, what is your experience with that? Because uh, you're you're traveling. What happens with me is I go from tourist city to tourist city. Uh, so I am with all these people and then I go maybe two weeks just traveling alone and meeting people uh, sometimes along the way. Uh, but then you reach these tourist cities and you meet locals and you meet other travelers. And since you just went two weeks without talking to anybody, you see someone who speaks English at the bar or at the hostel or something, and you just go up and talk to them. And then you have a new friend. And what I like to do is I start talking to somebody and you just skip the icebreakers. You just talk about something interesting right off the bat. And then you get a good conversation going and then you just invite them to go do something cool with you, go on an adventure. And then you have a good friend that you can hang out with for the next couple of days while you're in those cities. Mm. I like how you're describing that you're, you are really expanding and developing your relationship building, building skills too, which is going to carry you forward yes, in, I am for sure. in all areas of life, not just in your future tours and wherever you go, but also <laughs> school, um, career, like you're developing skills that are really profoundly impactful to how you interact with other humans. Yeah. Mm. I have definitely built up those social skills since I left. Mm. Yeah. So is there anything that you are missing from home? Uh, missing from home? I don't, not really. I've been gone for five months now. So at this point, I'm more acclimated to being on the road than I am sitting in one place. Mm. So the date that you plan to return home or, or actually maybe not, if you're going to go to school in Europe, you might just book it straight yeah. to Europe and <laughs> by way of maybe a pit stop to Minnesota for, with a hug for the parents and a bye-bye again. <laughs> yeah. They said they'll come visit me if I go to school in Europe. Yeah. I love it. I love it very yeah. much. Um, so, and how about your experience with warm showers hosts? How has that been? Uh, yeah, I've had some great warm showers hosts along the way. Uh, when I was, so I've had my family warm showers hosts that I've stayed with with them and the ones I've stayed with personally. And the ones I've stayed with personally have started when I was 14 and I took some friends down to Texas and we did a trip down there. Okay, wait, and, you were you were 14 yes. and you went by yourself and, with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> so my, right, right. Uh, my parents, we have our one car in our family is a Mercedes Sprinter van. So if you don't know what that is, it's just a huge van. Like I think FedEx and UPS uses mm. them for mail. Mm -hmm. And so we packed all our bikes in the back and me, two friends and my sister uh, had my parents drive us down there and we did a route in Texas Hill Country. And for our second night, we stayed with a warm showers host. It was these two retired people. And they were really nice. And what happened is we pulled up, not 30 seconds later, my sister comes along, comes into the driveway, and she forgets to take her foot out of her clip pedal. And so she falls, and her gears slice her calf open. Oh, no. And this, this was my first personal warm showers. And, but then the, they were so nice about it. The, the husband took me and my friends to go shopping for dinner, and then we helped them cook. Well, my sister sat in the bath and had the woman like do first aid and patch her up. Nice. And she was 
more than willing to do it. Nice. And I'm assuming your parents booked those warm showers for you because we don't allow yeah, under 18. I wasn't. <laughs> no, age. I did not get my profile until I was 18 years old. Yes, I knew I had to. I knew I had to. Dis- I had. I had to clarify. Um, right. That's that's really amazing that you have been experiencing new things by way of bicycle for such a long time. I'm I'm truly honored that you took the time to reach out to us while you're on your tour and come onto the show and and share because I think that you're bringing a very unique perspective to what's possible. Yeah, I'm glad to be here and I would love to spread the word and inspire some 16, 17, 18 year old kids to go out and do this as well. So how about we do this, Adam? We'll do two things. If there are um, any individuals that are under the age of 18 that would like to talk to us at Warm Showers, reach out. Don't set up a profile. Just reach out and we'll see what we can do to create introductions for you. That's number one. And number two, reach out to Adam. And we're going to put his Instagram and his TikTok profile in our show notes and ask him some questions. And even if you're not of age yet to join, join warm showers, there are other ways to embark on your tour, of course, safely with your parents' permission. Um, but you can mm-hmm. reach out to Adam and um, I know that he will be more than happy to assist you. Yes, I will. For sure. Wonderful. And so Adam, two things, I would love to extend an open invitation to you, you know, halfway through your journey, come back on the show and give us an update along yeah, the way where you are, because you are, you know, only a little bit of the way into this big adventure. And I would love us to stay connected and we can continue to share this with you. Yeah, for sure. I will. Thank you so much, Adam. We appreciate having you here and we look forward to speaking to you in a couple of months. Yeah, thanks for having me. And for those listening, if you loved this show, please like it, please share it, and share it with somebody that you know that might be interested because sharing is caring. And of course, we love your ratings and reviews, but really sharing is the best way to help us all get the word out on the community at Warm Showers. So thank you for listening, and we will be back. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. This episode of Bike Life Podcast was brought to you by BikeFlights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Check out their boxes from the small to the large, which is suited for any type of bicycle, whether it's a children's bike, medium-sized bike, fully assembled bike, e-bike, and any other type of gear that you have. Go to BikeFlights.com forward slash warm showers in order to check out the boxes and book your next shipment. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org. 